Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm very excited to have my guest on with us today. Jen Adamston is a manifestation and mindset coach, and she works with women to really regain themselves, refine themselves, and really find that sparkle that once was. And these, a lot of the women she works with are very high achieving. So they have a lot going on there. Some are parents, some are career driven and carrying and holding very high positions. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And what happens is we lose ourselves in the meantime. And we forget, oh, yeah, we do exist. So that's where Jen comes in. And she helps you find that all over again. So I'm going to let Jen tell you more about her. So Jen, welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Hi, Celia. Thank you. This has been, it's it's an honor. I'm so excited to talk with you since our panel a few weeks ago when we first met and we had such a, an amazing conversation about parenting and, and how how to move through the ongoing, because it's really once you're a parent, it's for the rest of your life. So how to navigate through the ups and the downs. But um, is this where I share my story? Yeah. So I'm okay. going to let you, and, <laughs> and I did, we had a great panel discussion. It was really yeah. wonderful. And we connected immediately and I was excited to have you join me here on my podcast. So yes, if you would, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do and who you help. And then we're going to really dive into some stuff on the podcast. So our listeners gain a little insight and maybe hopefully find a tip or two that they can put into action today. Love it. Yeah. So a little bit about me is Uh, As you mentioned, I'm a manifestation and mindset coach and my story begins and I'll give you just the quick little in a nutshell about 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, I was in corporate America, I was working with fortune 500 companies as a sustainability consultant and I was running, you know, up the proverbial mountaintop and from the outside looking in, I was manifesting all of the outward success. So I had the relationship with my husband at the time. I had the dream house. I had the dream cars. I was receiving recognition and accolades and promotions and and higher titles and higher paying salaries. And I thought that that all was going to bring me this level of happiness um, and through my achievements. But what I soon discovered 
over a series of, you know, this same what I soon discovered, but it took a little bit to get there. What I discovered though, was that this ultimately, I was feeling empty inside. It wasn't bringing me the happiness that I thought it would bring. And as a result of that, things started to kind of take this domino effect where I quit my corporate job and I pivoted more into an alignment with my soul's work, trying to find what my purpose was. I moved to India for six months. That's where I learned so much, not only about, about yoga and Ayurveda and Eastern traditional medicine, but I learned a lot about myself in that process things that I didn't really have the opportunity or I didn't give myself the chance to get to know myself prior to this life chapter. And when I came back, I decided that my next step was to dive more into my soul's work, which started off as becoming a registered nurse, which I am still a practicing part-time registered nurse. And then also going into life coaching where I coach high achieving women and you you nailed it on the head these are women who you know are are very busy women and they oftentimes can say that their lives feel a little chaotic and one of the things that they feel like they put on the back burner as a result of it is themselves and so I coach them on how to grow their inner radiance, how to unlock and unleash their their feminine magnetism to start moving to and into this new energy where you don't have to push and you don't have to hustle all the time. And that actually rest is productive and rest is a generative energy as well. And when you pour from a full cup, you know, energy is currency. And when we're happy as moms, <laughs> our exactly. family, loved ones are too. And everyone's happy. Yes. And, and you're also, you know, I always say how important it is to be a role model for your children. And working women often feel like there's not a balance there and I'm cheating my kids or something like that. But, you know, the reality is you are being a role model and you are showing your children, hey, I can work. And you're teaching them what a work ethic is. But you also need to be teaching them that you're important. Because when they grow up, they're going to realize they're important and you don't deserve to be put on the back burner and you do deserve to have happiness. You do deserve to feel sexy. You do deserve to feel like somebody appreciates you, not for say the money you're bringing in, but because you're you. Yeah. And I think that that gets lost in all this determination to fulfill our careers, our dreams, our goals. And then we're like, whoa, in doing all that, I lost myself. Absolutely. And I love that you use the word balance. And I almost would say it's like a dance for me because like, don't get me wrong. I have my moments still where I, even though I'm coaching women through this, I'm human too. And I still sometimes get the mom guilt. I feel like, Oh, you know what? I could have handled that better with my my daughter. She just turned five. Her name is Stella. I probably could have handled that better. Maybe I, you know, I, I should have been present. There's so <laughs> there's so much pressure we put on ourselves, especially as females, because we are also the natural caretakers. So it's very easy for us. And if you look at oftentimes just the way that we may have been raised, whether it's culturally or socially or economically or where whatever background you come from 
I would probably be so bold in saying is that there is probably an un underlying tone of the woman is the caretaker. The woman keeps the house together, even if she's going out and working too, and she's a high powered career woman, there's a lot that kind of un unconsciously falls on the shoulders of women. And so we oftentimes, I, I catch myself doing this. I literally am going through this right now with my own self and my own daughter, putting so much pressure on myself to be a certain way or, oh my gosh, I didn't, you know, we missed Stella's swim lessons last week. But the thing is, is like she had just started school. So, you know, give myself a little bit of grace too. But yes, absolutely. I love what you said about it's this balance. And I kind of like to share, it's like this dance that there's just going to be cycles and there's going to be seasons. Some seasons we're going to feel like we're on top of our game with whatever it is that, you know, that is whether it's parenting or a career or, or our relationships. And other times we're going to feel like we're off kilter and that's okay too, because there's a message in those moments too, if we allow ourselves to actually go there. Absolutely. And there's often when we don't take the time to care for ourselves, that is an underlying chaos, an underlying stress that goes on in you physically and mentally. And what happens, it can cause illness, but it can also cause this underlying irritability where you wind up yelling at your kids more often, or you don't have patience for them, or you don't have patience for yourself. Like you said, you missed a swimming lesson. Well, there are worse things in the world that can happen than a missed swimming lesson. And maybe you have to make it up. And maybe the, the week was just too chaotic. And if it was too chaotic for you, it was very well too chaotic for your child. And those overscheduled times are stressful for mm -hmm. everybody. And then, then you're racing around and that's doing no one any good. And, you know, in fact, I, I just did a live broadcast today in my pumped up parenting group on Facebook and on YouTube about how your home environment can cause undue stress and chaos. Mm -hmm. And part of that is slowing your life down. And mm -hmm. if you're busy, mm -hmm. you're a busy woman, you know, that is going to be chaotic on its own and you have to get to work. You have to get out the door and you have to do this. You have to do that. And your children are living that too. So it's also a good idea to really examine your life and kind of slow things down where you can. I love that. Um, I am guilty of this. And I think this comes from still some ingrained beliefs that are, I'm still working through old neural pathways from corporate America of go, 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 go. And that was 10 years ago. And I wasn't a mom at the time. And so that is a very, the hustle culture is very prevalent in Western society. So to just, you know, just to, I don't want to, I don't want to trivialize it. It's a very, it's, it's all pervasive. And I will catch myself sometimes, even when I have no place to go, but to where we're supposed to go and there's no time limit, I will sometimes find myself being the most stressed, trying to walk out the door. And it's been very interesting how when I when I am not aware of it, when I'm not aware of of what I'm doing, how that puts pressure on my daughter. And then she usually oftentimes more than not, she acts out. Right. And then that's right. just 
this so snowball where everything starts to escalate. And it's on me as the mom to realize, okay, Jen, let's check in with yourself real quick. And it can be something so simple. Slowing down doesn't need, doesn't necessarily mean you take a full day and you don't do any, if you can do that, by all means, I highly recommend it. But slowing down can also just be the gentle observer of your thoughts and asking yourself, huh, where, why am I rushing right now? And what is, what could I learn from this moment? Do I need to be at the final destination on time? Is it okay if I run a few minutes late? Oftentimes I see this and, and I get it because I go through this too with my clients is that we, because we are very high achieving, we're meetings around the clock, deadlines around the clock, show up on time. That carries over into our parenting and it really doesn't matter if we are you know a little bit late or not and oftentimes they like to be on time or a few minutes early so if you can remove that kind of that pressure and be aware you actually get there on time too <laughs> right exactly you know, because you're not stressing your children out yes. you know and you're giving them time to get their shoes on to get their coats on to walk out the door to do what they need to do instead of rushing, rushing, and everybody starts their day in a bad, negative way. And then yeah. if the morning is negative and the morning is angry and miserable, you got 12 hours ahead of you. What's going to happen at the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's easy ways to reshift, but you are right on, you're right on the money with that because it's all about how we set the tone for the day. You know, they say in like self-development, um, you know, don't turn, don't, look at your phone first thing in the morning. Don't turn on the news first thing in the morning if you want to feel a sense of inner tranquility or inner peace. And I think the same uh, the same absolutely applies to our kids too and to our families is, is how can we set the tone for the day and maybe remove a little bit of that sense of rush or go, 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 or just being aware of, huh, it's interesting. Where is this coming from? Oh, this is coming because I'm so used to being the person who needs to be on time for these sorts of sales meetings or directors meetings, but I don't, this isn't necessary for me in my family right now. We can, we can create a little bit of space for ourselves to kind of flow through rather than just get there right away. Um, that actually happened today where Stella and I, I was catching myself saying, hey, come on, let's put your shoes on. Let's go. We got to get going. We got to get ready for school. And we had had 30 minutes still before we actually, but knowing that I wanted to give myself some time for, for success, I caught myself and I said, all right, let's do this. Put on your shoes. Let's go ride our bike up and down the street for a little bit. And we did it. And I need it felt great. And like Stella was probably thrilled. Loved it. She absolutely loved it. So yeah, you know, there's it. time management helps a little bit with these sorts of things. I wouldn't say that I'm the best time manager, but when I can and kind of create my, create that little, little schedule of like, okay, this is what's going on for the day. And this is what's going on. I can allow myself to be like, okay, do I really need to spend 30 minutes on, you know, on my email right now? Or could I spend this time with Stella before she goes to school and then refocus my attention right. after? And I tell parents all the time in the morning, because I, you know, clients are always like, they, they just dawdle, they dawdle, no matter what we're doing. And it'll take 20 minutes to do this and 20 minutes to do this. And one of the ways I tell people to move their children along is in that morning routine, 
set it up so that when they're done their routine, there is 10, 15 minutes time left to play together, do something together, and then give yourself at the end of playtime, 10 more minutes to leave. So Mm -hmm. that's your hour before you leave. You have your routine, you have breakfast, everything's done. Then you play for 15 minutes and then you have 10 minutes to get shoes on and coats and backpacks and whatever has to go. And you're out the door on time and your children are motivated to move things along because they get to look forward to playing with you. I love that so much. That's I'm, I'm going to start implementing that. Start doing because I'm telling you, and then you can even inspire them more the night before by letting them pick out the game you're going to play the next morning. So they remember. That's a great and idea. And then, and then they want to get it done because of course, if they dawdle and instead of taking a half hour to get dressed and come down and eat breakfast, they take 45 minutes, no playtime. Now you got to get out the door. And no fun, right? Right. And no fun. And And they want to spend some time with you before they start their day. And that's one thing I teach my clients is let's start integrating more fun and more playfulness into our day. That's what unlocks your feminine magnetism. That that's what helps you to get into the energy frequency of more of an attraction rather than a chase and push and force. It's integrating more fun throughout the day. And one of the ways that I think, especially moms, has a competitive competitive advantage is you have little children or children who love to play. Who right. love to they play. They love to have fun. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And so that's I that's oftentimes what I'll coach my mamas is, hey, what can you set it? Can you set a time during the day or um every week where you are specifically doing something with your son or your daughter that's fun that has no purpose whatsoever that feels random and you just go with it and go with the flow and that's the energy frequency that I teach my clients to go into as well and it's a potent and powerful energy it's uh that's so wonderful and you know I always end all my podcasts and any of my live trainings with uh, and and you podcast listeners know I end it with I wish you days filled with peace, love, and tons of laughter okay. because laughter is so good for you. And you, I know you studied yoga in India, and I'm a certified laughter yoga leader. And fake laughter is just as good as real laughter. So if you're feeling stressed out, or all the kids, you know, you're home and you're all kind of like. Oh, I have to do my homework. I don't want to do my homework. I have to go to a meeting. I don't want to do my meeting. Whatever it is, start laughing, yeah. fake it, and then it will be contagious and everyone will start laughing and you will feel much better in five minutes. I've and heard it's that. very good exercise, very good exercise for your face and your stomach and your lungs. And it's just good, good, good stuff. It's good juju for sure. Yes, I've it is. Absolutely. Before. And I think that there, there's a lot, there's, there's truth behind that because I think something that just came to me, I mean, I was, I've been clinically diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I had a very, very, very rough go at postpartum depression shortly after my daughter was born. And one of the things that they teach, you know, when you are in a depressive state and you don't want to get up out of bed or get ready for your day is to just do one thing. So even if it's literally sitting up in bed and then maybe you make your bed 
And then maybe you sit back down on the floor, you got out of bed, right? It's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's about, it's almost like you take those little steps to get ready for your day. And then what you find is that something shifts in your mind and, oh, wow, I actually start to feel good. It sends signals to your brain and then the real laughter comes, right? Or the real, the real authentic feeling right. comes after you take those few steps to get out of bed, brush your teeth, make yourself breakfast. So it's absolutely true. Exactly. Exactly. So, so let's talk a little bit about really um, helping women, the ones that are listening right now, helping them take a step back, helping them realize how important it is to take care of you. You know, I find it so so uh, remarkable that you not only do this for other women, but you're also a nurse, which means you're always helping other people. And I'm sure when you're a caregiver, you do forget about you too. You're so busy caring. You're caring for your children. You're caring for your clients. You're caring for people that are sick as a nurse. How do you take a step back and go, you know what? I forgot to care for somebody. And yeah. that was me. I love that question. And it didn't come easily at first. Um, but I, over time, it's something that I love to do now. And now I've gotten to the point where I'll take a day or two and go retreat up in the mountains, um, you know, by myself to, to just be with nature and be with myself and my journal and my yoga mat. But before that all started, because I don't expect it's baby steps, it's about taking those small incremental steps that compound over and create bigger change over time. One of the things that I did was, is that I changed, I started to change, create boundaries, not only with other people, but more specifically with myself and my own thought patterns. So one thing I noted before when I really embarked on this journey of self-love was that I wasn't speaking kindly to myself. And that I had to be perfect rather than be a work in progress. And that was something that I learned 10 years ago in my, in my days in corporate America as a consultant. And I felt like I needed to portray or give off or exude this energy of perfection. That's exhausting. <laughs> That's exhausting work. And, and, and totally unachievable. Unachievable and inauthentic too, right? right? We find the most connection when we can be vulnerable and we can be authentic. And that had to start with connecting with myself first. And so that was hiring coaches, hiring life coaches, seeking therapy and learning how to start changing the script, the internal script that was going through my mind because ultimately, and I can attest to this traveling across the, across the world that the thing that we will always have that we always carry is ourselves and our minds. So where are you going to, what, what is ultimately is the choice is do you want to have a, a mind and a self that is speaking kindly and comes from this more gentle observing, gentle learner, taking the pressure off, or do you want to be in this Oh, you, you, you messed it up again. What's wrong with you? And I exactly. decided that wasn't working for me. So I had to change it because I was that common denominator. And so that was my first step was, was changing the script. Kind I love of it. Boundaries. Yeah. 
because your brain honestly doesn't listen to anyone as much as it listens to you. And we so often do things without intention. You know, how many times have you made a mistake and I do the same thing and I have to catch myself and I'll be like, oh, how can I be so stupid? How did I like totally miss that? And my husband now, because, you know, he's heard me talk and he's heard me do trainings and help my clients and he'll say, turn that around because I always tell tell people to turn it around. You are not stupid. Thank you for calling yourself stupid. However, that is not true. You're highly intelligent, you know, and you're like, oh, gosh, why are you so dumb? And you say these things almost just automatically. It's like automatically saying it. And the interesting thing about our subconscious mind is whatever we tell it, we that it works to prove it true. So it will prove true that you're stupid. Or it'll prove true that you're intelligent, you're creative. Mm-hmm. Whatever you feed it, it's going to work to prove it. So feed it good stuff. I always, I tell a lot of my clients, and I've mentioned it once or twice on here, to do the morning three. So the morning three is a morning routine that I ask parents to do. And I think it's wonderful to do with your children. Get a journal, get a composition book, write it down. And then you complete these three sentences and you read them again before you go to bed. So the first sentence is, I am so grateful for. I'm all about gratitude. Always be grateful. If you're grateful, you will always see the world with a glass half full mindset. You will always see the sparkle in everything. Second is, I am positive affirmations, just like we're talking about. Don't follow that with anything negative. I am so grateful. I am. And the last one is, wouldn't it be awesome if? Oh, I love that. Wouldn't it be awesome if? So it gives you still the chance to dream, to have goals. to And and for a child, it could be, wouldn't it be awesome if I got my braces off on Friday? Wouldn't it be awesome if my dog, you know, had a baby? It, it could be anything. You know, it gives you the opportunity to dream and believe and then read your answers before you go to bed and you go to bed with positivity and hope in your mind and not negativity and shame. And that's a great, I mean, to be honest, that's a great tip that I share with my clients, not specifically what you said with that specific exercise, but with manifesting and getting into the energy right before bed is a perfect time for you before, because when you go to sleep, I, you open up different brain waves where your subconscious mind is more wide open. So what you say, what you think, what you do right before bed, right before sleep, that's a beautiful way to impress that into your subconscious mind. So that because their subconscious mind is essentially the one that rules our actions, yeah. behaviors, thoughts, it does everything like you don't have to think about breathing. You don't have to think about your blood flowing, your heart pumping, your lungs working. Mm-hmm. Subconscious mind does that for you. Absolutely. It's a very, it's a handy thing. We all need it. Yes. We all yeah. need that. So, you know, I know we could talk and talk and I hope, you know, I hope our listeners got some value, got a little tip that they can take away and start doing. Maybe it's adjusting your morning schedule. Maybe it's taking a day trip to the mountains or to wherever you can go. Maybe it's dropping the kids off at school 
and going to have a manicure or going to get your hair done because you've been like, oh my gosh, I should really get my hair done. And you actually go do it or you take a bath. You say, you know what, guys, we're slowing everything down. Today's, this is quiet time. So guys, you go read a book. I'm going to go take a bath. If you like baths, go mm -hmm. take a bath. And no, you can't come in with me. I'm actually going to have my privacy, you know, because as women there again, we don't even go to the bathroom by ourselves. <laughs> it's true. It's a public viewing. <laughs> <laughs> so give yourself permission. And one thing I wanted to touch on too is don't be afraid to ask your company that you work for, for permission, for time to go see your child's play. Don't feel like they're going to turn against you. I don't think that's the truth. I mean, maybe, maybe you work for like horrible people, but then you should not work there anymore. So don't be afraid to ask. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. It's so important to carve out a little bit of time. And so I would add on is if if it, you're finding a like you're finding it to be a struggle to to say, well, where does this all fit in? Maybe it's not this week, but look at your schedule next week. And where can you give yourself an hour of time? Maybe the kids are at school. Maybe it's 30 minutes. You know, don't get so, super focused um, or stressed out about the time. Even if it's 15 minutes, I would recommend an hour though. And give yourself, what do you want to do? What does it feel so good that you miss doing or that you haven't done in a while that you really, like, you know, we all know we're, as women, we're intuitive beings. There's something in there that kind of feels like this sparkle where you're like, oh, I whether it's a manicure, but go do it. Absolutely. And notice how good you feel throughout that process of doing yes. to And how grateful you are that you did it. Yes. To carry that through so that you continue that little consistent routine throughout your day, throughout your life. Because I, I too struggled with you know, I felt like I had to tear myself away from being a mom to, and I felt like a bad mom for going right. to. You myself. feel guilty. Stop the yeah. guilt. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> exactly. That and is, if you're a single mom or you're a separated mom or, you know, separated, mom, <laughs> that didn't sound right. You know, you're separated, yeah, you're separated, divorced, you're, you're not yeah. with the other person anymore. Mm -hmm. If you have that and, and say it's the, the other parents weekend, you know what? Go stay in the hotel overnight. I don't know about you guys, but being by myself in the hotel room, <laughs> being able to watch whatever I want to watch, sitting in the bed, yes. having room service, that's like amazing, it you is. know, and stay overnight. You feel like you've been on a vacation. Yes. Go do something, go, go antiquing, go whatever you love to do that you don't get to do a lot take advantage of that time. And if you're a single mom and you have a, a family member or a friend that's willing to take your child overnight, go do something and give yourself a little more of a break than normal. Just do something special. Absolutely. And find that once you recharge, oh, like you actually have patience and you, you know, want to, to be more involved in one way or the other. Maybe your kids are into something that doesn't interest you that much. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, show me, yes, show me this or show me that. So it's absolutely 100% recharge your batteries any way that you can. 
Love it, love it, love it. So Jen, tell people how they can reach you. And guys, I will also have that in the description of the podcast. And then after you tell everybody how they can get in contact with you, would you please share? I know we've shared a lot with the listeners. Would you share just one more little nugget that you think that they can put into play pretty soon to make them start feeling much better about themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach me on Instagram at I am Jen Adamson, and that's spelled J-E-N-N-A-D-A-M-S-O-N. And um, exciting offer coming up here in the coming weeks is I'm doing a hybrid course where I'm giving access to my secret system, my secret system and formula to unlocking your feminine magnetism, your inner radiance blueprint is what I call it. And so that's going to be a seven day module series. And then on top of that, you get the group coaching so that you're not doing this alone. And I'm super excited. We have a lot of women in the group already, and they're working towards and creating some of some amazing things in their lives, like better relationships with their kids, better relationships with their husbands, more money. I have two clients who have been um, received amazing promotions in the last few months. Um, But the final tip that I'd like to share is um, something that I have always hold near and dear to me, which is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to seek out the resources that you need so that you can set yourself up for success. You know, it's, it's so, there's so many demands and there are so many pressures as a parent. And if you're working, even if you're not working just as a parent alone, that's enough. There's so much that falls on the shoulders of women as mothers. And so don't be afraid to, to know what your resources are. Even if you are, if you are working, I know a lot of program, a lot of uh, corporations and organizations offer EAP, which is an employee assistance program that helps with counseling and mental health. But I'm a big proponent of making sure that your mental health is intact and that it's and it's and it's sustainable so that that carries over into your family and into your children as well. I love that. That's such a great tip. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to call somebody, you know, to hey, can you come over and and watch the kids? I'm going to go do this or ask your work. Can I have a long lunch today? You know, because I'm going to go do whatever. doesn't matter. You want a long lunch? Ask for it. Don't feel like, oh, they're going to judge you. Because they're going to judge you a lot more if you're miserable. You're not producing what you need to produce. You're not getting things done because what you need to get done. Because you're actually going into kind of a depression and feeling. And when you feel badly... You, you don't do your best. Your best is based on how you feel. How will you do your best if you're feeling miserable and down and you desperately need a recharge? So ask for that recharge. Because in the long run, if you're afraid to ask for it work, know that when you do recharge, you're going to be a much better part of that whole corporation. So... Thank you, Jen, so much for being here. So valuable. And I know our listeners really got some great information that they can use today. Thank you, Celia. It's been it was a pleasure. Pleasure having you. And to all of you out there, 
please take her advice, ask for help. It's a sign of strength and courage. It's not a sign of weakness. So reach out to Jen, reach out to me, reach out to anyone else. There's a lot of people to help and ask for help. Friends, relatives, anyone, give yourself a break. Give yourself some time. Take a few minutes for you. Because without you at your best, no one else is going to be at their best. And stop feeling guilty. Don't feel guilty about it. It's, it's what you need to do. So don't feel guilty. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you listening once again. Please share this out with anyone that you know, which is probably everyone you know, that needs to realize, oh, yeah, I forgot I exist too. And they need to realize that they have other options so that they can start feeling the best that they want to be. And in the meantime, as always, I wish you all days filled with peace, love, tons of laughter. Stuff is funny. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at your kids. Because you know what? A laughing family is a happy family. So laugh more. And I'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.